right, guys. Hey, what's up? Welcome in. Welcome in. You hear that? That's Quinn's voice actually being here. Wait, what? And not across the country. Wait, Quinn's back? Dude, Quinn's back. Hey, who's back of the week? I am. Quinn's back of the week. Uh, What's up, guys? This is your host with the most, Quinn Ireland. I just made that up on the spot. Uh, With me, as always, the incomparable Mr. Jacob Lamb. Howdy doody. Uh, We are back in the studio, as you may have already figured out. No more of that Skype FaceTime bullshit. Yeah, um, pretty stoked. Back in SoCal, uh, living it up. Already went to the beach. Uh, had some fucking bomb ass carne asada. Good man. Uh, had some bomb ass In and Out. Some bomb ass dank ass. Some bomb ass dank ass In and Out. <laughs> little, little double double grilled onions, light on the spread. Get at me. Holla at your boy. Ladies, that's right, I grill my onions. <laughs> um, so first on the agenda today, uh, a recent NCAA ruling came out. Ooh, it's a ruling. You, yeah, you said some NCAA shit came out and I'm mad about it. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay, so the NCAA has been investigating the University of North Carolina for seven years. So let me put that in perspective for you. Seven years ago, I was a sophomore in high school when this came out. Were you following it back then? I was, it was like, okay, you know, this seems like a big deal, but they're not going to reach a ruling on it for another couple years anyway, so I'm not going to, like, get too in, you know, into it, if you will. They just released the ruling last week. North Carolina, so they were basically offering classes that were not real classes. They would, yeah. they, would, they would offer a class to a student, and it would just be a class on paper. The, the student didn't have to do any work for the class. He didn't have to go to that class. It was called a paper class just because it was a class on paper and nothing else. Right. Uh, a lot of people got fired for it. Uh, was this for, like, like, sports teams or... So this is where it gets interesting. So... Uh, a lot of student athletes took this paper, the paper classes, just so they could pass classes and be eligible for sports, um, which it is a violation, as you might have guessed. I mean, from the from context clues, yeah. Uh, however, the NCAA ruled that because non-athletes could take these classes as well, they could they could not. Uh, could bring the hammer down on North Carolina, as it were. So, the little loophole is, if you're going to break the rules in the NCAA, make sure that you involve non-athletes as well, because they can't punish you if you do that. <laughs> Pro-life tip from Quinn Island. Not almost, so, I'm pissed about this, because fuck North Carolina... It's a it's a piece of shit move, and the and the NCA saying, well, there's nothing we can do if they're you know they just need to punish themselves essentially. Bullshit, <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> Number two part of this, uh, there's a recent student athlete. He's a basketball player. He went he enrolled at, the, at Ohio State University. Uh, he enrolled in summer classes, so he enrolled early, a little bit early, and. Uh, Ohio State got the idea to fire their head basketball coach. So, uh, when it comes to players and, and, you know, oh, I was recruited by this guy, I want to play for this guy, whatever. Basically, this kid said, uh, you know what? You fired the guy that I want to play for, so I'm going to go play for someone else and transfer to North Carolina State. Not North Carolina, North Carolina State. And because he was enrolled in summer classes... It counts as a being enrolled at the university. So he has to sit out a year at his new school because he didn't enroll directly there. It's a transfer rule, the NCAA. But North Carolina State's like, no, it'll be fine because the coach leaving, he was only enrolled in summer classes. We'll just get a waiver from the NCAA, and they usually approve this kind of thing. Well, they didn't, and they didn't do it the day after they came down with the, no, North Carolina's fine. So basically... North, uh, 
the NCAA is saying, now this institution, North University of North Carolina, is more important to us than one student athlete that transfers. Nah, fuck him. He can't play for it's a whole year. I mean, he might not play the the year anyway, just because uh, he could redshirt or whatever. That's beyond the point. They're saying now this university had years and years of this paper class, but they're fine. This kid, his coach gets fired. Fuck him. NCAA, you're a bitch. So, uh, Jay Billis, he's a college basketball writer, uh, put out an article today on ESPN.com that just blasted the NCAA. (laughs) And uh, if you're interested, uh, it's something about the Billustrator. It's a very good read, but... The last, it's like all this stuff. That it's called the magnum opus, the illustrator's magnum opus, and uh, so there's a bunch of like different things that he says. This needs to happen with the NCAA. This needs to happen with the NCAA. Whatever, whatever. Last one, President Mark Emmert needs to be fired. And I was like, fuck yeah, JP. Boom. Mark Emmert. Mark Emmert's been with the NCAA for years and years and years, and he is just the worst. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, most like most places, you're like you hire a new guy and you expect whatever is happening to get better, right? Like if your company is not making enough sales and you hire a new sales director, you expect to to sell more of that thing. But if the guy you hire to oversee the NCAA is making the NCAA a lot worse, you would expect him to be fired, which he hasn't been. Which he needs to be. There's a lot of hand motions going on right now. So, uh, that's our NCAA spiel today. I'm not happy with them. There's not a lot we can do. It is what it is. We can complain, though. That's what this podcast is for. Complaining. Complaining. Mostly. Kind of. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we're back in the studio. I... Had a long, extensive trip across the United States. Extensive. Second time this year. Really? Yeah. I had to drive out there, too. Gotcha. You left this year? Yeah. No. March. Dude, it feels like you've been gone for so much longer than just a year. I appreciate that. Makes me feel wanted. Wanna make you feel wanted. A little Hunter Hayes for you. He sucks. He's not that good. Whatever. Uh, So... Um, yeah, Evan flew out. That's tight. So check this out. This is hysterical, actually. Uh, on Friday the 13th. This is where you add a sound effect. Hit it. Uh, there you go. Um, so on Friday the 13th, we had our, uh, half a day of work and then we had a party, like a work party. So everyone, was this was this still at your internship? Yeah. Okay. So uh, they like got this private room at a bar. They get a bunch of wings and beers, and it's great. It's a good time. And so I'm sitting there eating. I had a few beers. I was like, "Man, my car is packed up right now." I was planning on leaving on Saturday the 14th for Morgantown, mm-hmm. and I was like, "My car is packed right now. I could just drink some waters and head the fuck out of town right now." And so you know what I did? Not that. I drank a few waters. It was like, I don't know, uh, six-ish. It's a four-hour, five-hour drive to Morgantown. Dropped Barnabas off at his house. Got on the highway. Beeline, Morgantown, coming Dude, at you. sketchiest drive. I was pretty tired. I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Drive all the way across Pennsylvania. And... Uh, when you get into, like, uh, Western Maryland, there's, like, all these hills and valleys and whatever that you drive through. Coming down one of the valleys, just a wall of fog. Oh, like, shit. Like, I was, I, like, kind of uh, made myself get taller in the seat, and then I was looking at the lane line to make sure I was, like, in the lane. Jesus. Because you couldn't see cars probably 20, 25 feet in front of you. Yeah. 
Um, it was insane. I was like, all right, this is pretty sketchy. Uh, made it safely. Very good. Made it to Morgantown, stayed at Corey's that night. Didn't really do anything. I just went to bed. That was the night you called me, right? Or you yeah, like- me and Corey called you. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Evan flew into Morgantown the following morning. Mm-hmm. So this is where it gets funny. Uh, we, so Evan's flight was supposed to get there at 10 and he texted me. He's like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit later. We got delayed. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, I, I'd never, ever been to the Morgantown airport. So I, I lived in Morgantown for three years. I've been there a handful of other times. I had never been to the Morgantown airport. I knew exactly where it was. I had never been there. Right. So, uh, on Saturday morning I get up. I was running a few errands. I dropped Corey off at a tailgate and picked up some beers, obviously, and went to get Evan. So, uh, I'll just paint a picture real quick of what Morgantown looks like on a Saturday where there's a game. Uh, (laughs) There is no room to drive into Morgantown. So, if you're driving into Morgantown, you're going to be in traffic for a while. If you're Uh, driving out, you're golden. So on the way out of Morgantown is where the airport is. Okay. So I'm driving out and I'm just looking at this wall of traffic like, fuck, we're going to be in there for two hours just trying to drive 10 miles. Right, like, back in. Yeah, this yeah. is going to suck. So I get to the airport. About 10, 10, 20, 10, 30 rolls around. I'm still waiting for Evan. And I see this tiny little plane on the horizon. And I was like, that's got to be it. Like. There were three people that were working at the airport. It's one of those airports. Okay. <laughs> there was a gate agent that was like, uh, like selling tickets, essentially. Yeah. There was a security guard that wouldn't make you go through the security. Yeah. And there was a woman outside that waved the planes in and then put blocks under their wheels so they didn't roll away. Yeah. So Evan's plane rolls up. And I'm standing outside, and I can just see him going, like, bright-eyed and bush-tail waving at me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And uh, he gets off the plane, and the pilot gave him a hug, which I, well, this was so weird. I was like, this is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. He gets in, and he goes, dude, that was so trippy. Like, there were, there were four of us on that plane, and uh, it looked like a van. I took a Snapchat of it, and people were like, dude, are you in a van right now? <laughs> but in the Snapchat, I like showed out the window that I was in the air. He's, it's literally like bench seats like you'd mm-hmm. see in like a white van. Yeah. And I was like, this is incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> so get Evan. Uh, we drive back to Corey's, drop his stuff off, grab the beers, obviously. Obviously. Uh, and we headed down to the tailgate where we proceeded to get smashed. And a cop made me pour my funnel out like a little bitch it's fine i respect law enforcement just don't maybe i'll just drink it you know he's yeah, like just fucking let me he it. goes uh, i'm gonna have to ice pour that out uh i don't want anyone going to the hospital i was like dude do you know me 2.5 seconds bro dude are you even from here dude Who do you know here dude did you even go to wvu bro are you who do are, you know here bro so uh we got trashed at the tailgate, headed to the bar afterwards, drank some Long Islands, delicious. Sports page in Morgantown, if you're ever looking for a good Long Island, that's where to go. What is it? Sports page? The sports page. It's on High Street. It's right next to where the Boston Beanery used to be. Unfortunately, rest in peace, moved across the street, not the Rage anymore, whatever, over it. We're moving past it. Right next to the old Boston Beanery and... The, uh, the, the, uh, shit, what's it called? The, um, you know, big times. So it's in between those. It's a little staircase. It's a basement bar. Very cool. Very chic. Great Long Islands. Uh, so we're drinking Long Islands. Strike up a conversation with a young Marine. Uh, he started buying us shots. Next thing I know, everyone was gone. And I was like, holy shit, I am hammered, and I don't know anyone here. Uh, 
So <laughs> this is where the story gets interesting. Uh, obviously, Morgantown's a lot different than I was there. I, when I was there, I don't know as many people. Uh, and a lot, a lot has really changed. There's more buildings. It's more urban now. I guess yeah. you'd say, whatever. So I walk up to the student union building. We call it the Mountain Lair. Great place. Go inside. My phone's at about one percent, uh, as would be expected of right. a, a night out getting yeah. smashed. Well, it was about a. Five in the afternoon. Shit, dude. We were, yeah. We uh, we got after it. Hitting it hard. Uh, get to the mountain lair. They have charging stations inside, so I was like, oh, I'll just get a quick charge in. So I put my phone up, go for a charge. Next thing I know, I'm snoozing. Classic. The classic Quinn snooze, dude. Uh, this, <laughs> I wake up and this girl's like, oh my God, are, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'm fine. And she goes, are you sh- are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm fine, okay? I'm fine. And she goes, okay, sorry, okay. And I was like, I was like I'm sorry, I'm just... And she's like, no, I understand. And she left. And uh, my phone was at about 6% now. And I was like, man, how long have I been sleeping? It had been 11 minutes. It took a nice 11 minute nap. Uh... So, I get on the phone with a friend of mine that still lives there. Her name's Sierra. Great gal. And uh, she's like, yeah, I'll come get you. Because I was just... And she's like... So, I, she came got me and took me to Cadoba, which is just like Chipotle. Um, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Cadoba. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was... This was one of my worst ever days in Morgantown. Worst ever. And... Uh, She's like, are you hungry or anything? I'm like, nah, if I get anything, I'm probably just going to throw up. She's like, oh, okay, respect. So she sat and ate. We talked, and we. Uh, she took me back to Corey's house, and I fell asleep. And uh, <laughs> uh, Evan called me like five times while I was sleeping, and I look at my phone, and it says, uh, Evan in my phone is Evan Boyle's bitch ass. Uh, it says, dude, uh, I don't know where Corey lives and I need to get home. What's the address? So I texted back, I don't know his address, but I do know the area that he lives. So I told him the area that he lives and he goes, oh, okay. I'll just tell that to the Uber driver. Tells it to the Uber driver. Evan gets home. Probably nine. Just his neck looked like he got mauled by a bear just bruises on both sides and I was like oh did you meet a nice girl tonight Evan and he goes uh yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> so uh wait is this the snapchat yeah yeah <laughs> Continue. So, uh, that was Evan's day in Morgantown, my day in Morgantown. We got absolutely smashed and made it back to Corey safely. Uh, the next day we went to Columbus, hung out with Brandon. And from then on out, man, it was such a grind. Driving across Indiana, that's tough. Dude, driving across Indiana sucks. Sorry to anyone that lives in Indiana, hey. but your state sucks. Yeah, like, it, it was... Nothing for miles and miles and miles, and then Indianapolis, like, yep, and then nothing. Yep. Um, whatever, it's fine. Not that mad. We so we did Columbus to Kansas City, which was tough. Uh, we went through Indiana, Illinois, and and uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Stopped in St. Louis to see my boy Will. Good dude. And uh, made it to KC. Got some KC barbecue. Classic. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, after KC, drove across Colorado and Kansas. Stopped in Manhattan, Kansas for breakfast, a.k.a. the Little Apple. Whoa. Get it? Because the Manhattan, big, New York is the Big Apple. The Big Apple. And, little, yeah, got and it. Manhattan, Kansas, Little Apple. Gotcha. 
It's like the big and little dipper. Sure. Not really, but sure. Ursa Major, Ursa Minor. Got it. So, uh, had a great breakfast in Manhattan, Kansas, home of the Kansas State Wildcats, Ema, every man a wildcat. Yeah. And uh, kept driving all the way across Kansas, got to eastern Colorado, eastern Colorado and Kansas, a lot of the same, just nothing. Yep. Uh, made it to Denver that night. Uh, went to a pot shop. A pot shop? A pot shop. Like, where they sell pot. No. <laughs> marijuana. A marijuana uh, shop. The ganja. Uh, I didn't buy anything. Because. Respect. Yeah. Um, it was cool though. It was interesting. It yeah. was a new thing. Oh, you're talking like a marijuana shop. I thought you were, okay. Whole different. I thought you were talking about like, like a glass shop. No, no, no. Like you can buy right. marijuana. Yes. Got it. How, yeah. How was that? So it, it, they have like these huge, huge buildings mm-hmm. and then the actual like room is like pretty small. Yeah. Uh, but we walked in and this girl at the front looked like she was stoned off her ass, obviously. Classic. She goes, Hey, uh, how you guys doing? Uh, you know, we're doing fine. She goes, can I check your IDs? Oh, California. Nice. Uh, I head out to LA every once in a while. I was like, Oh, cool, 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 cool. She goes, so is this your guys' first time? Yeah. She's like, all right. So you guys are good. You're just going to head through this door right here. Uh, you can't come back out this door. You got to go out the other door, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for choosing us. And we're like, all right, cool, let's do it. Sick. Head in. Three people look like they're stoned off their asses. Classic. And they're just, you know, s- but the thing is about people that smoke stoners. We'll call them stoners. The thing is about stoners, they are really enthusiastic about weed. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. So to get a bunch of stoners in a pot shop selling weed, they're going to sell the hell out of it. They are going to fucking make sure you leave with something. Uh, so this guy walks up behind me, and he's, he's you know, looking, looking for, for some weed. The smoking kind, not the eating kind. And uh, this guy goes, or the guy behind the counter goes, Oh, man, you're looking for a flower today, huh? Very nice. We got this one in just last week. He's like, the guy's like, no, 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 I'm just looking for something simple. He's like, oh, well, this is a good blend right here. And he goes, yeah, let's try that. And he's like, perfect, man. How much you need? And he's like, oh, I'll just take a, what, an eighth or whatever. He said, I don't remember. The guy's like, for sure, dude, for sure. Anything else? Like, uh, if you get a if you get an uh, eighth or whatever, it's $5 off a piece of glass. And the guy's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. And he's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll ring you up right over here. And I was like, man. This would be the easiest job ever. Anyone that comes in is almost definitely going to buy something. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, you went in and you obviously didn't get anything. Right. But, like, everyone else that goes in there is looking to buy something. Exactly. It's like, like, like we're, I mean, coming from a real t- retail background, like, one of the biggest things about that stores have, one of their biggest stats is conversion rate. How many people come in and actually buy something. Right. Uh, and you, I mean, most stores want like a, like in between like 15 and 25%. Like we just want a third of the people to buy something. Right. Or, no, a little bit less than that. Like a quarter. That 25% is really good. Yeah. Conversion rate. And like a store, like a small store. Uh, anyway, I bet their conversion rate is like 95, 85, 95%. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's pretty crazy, dude. Denver is going to do very well. Like, that city is going to be beautiful because of all the tax money they're generating, man. And then everyone's going to be, like, super high, so they're just going to want to build cool stuff. Right. Super, like, trippy buildings, you know? Dude, like, just, like, organic and flowing Dude, it's going to be one of the greenest cities in America. True that. Hashtag Blaze at 420. Hashtag Blaze at 420. So, that was Denver. We made it to... Utah the next day. <laughs> is it? And uh, this yeah. is where thing get, things get really interesting. <laughs> so we made it into Utah. Uh, set up at my cousin's house. And everything's great. Everything was great. You know, we had a great dinner. It was fun. We were enjoying life. We were living life. Get up in the morning. Get in the car. 
my buddies, my cousin was like, hey, you guys want to ch- come check out the studio? We changed it up a little bit. It's kind of cool. And I was like, yeah, Evan, we'd, you'd enjoy that. So we head over to the studio. He's got this beautiful graphic design studio, downtown Provo. Uh, if you're ever looking for him, actual source. Cool cool gear. I mean, they sell t-shirts. Uh, cool web design. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a cool graphic design thing. Uh, so we head to the studio, we check it out. We're like, okay, cool. We're going to get on the road. It's about 1030 at this time. Get in the car, turn the key. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. And I was like, fuck. We made it this far, but no further. So close. Uh, so we were about 10 hours away. And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> get a toe to the shop. I was like, hey, man, you know, we're trying to get out of here by tonight, if you could. And he's like, oh, no, I get it. So they stayed open late to f- work on our car. Wow, I didn't know that. And uh, go to pick it up and bring it back to the house. And Evan goes, yeah, man, like, uh, Evan drove it back. I drove my cousin's car. Evan drove my car back. And Evan's like, yeah, like it's running, but the, uh, the speedometer's not registering. Like nothing's coming up. And I was like, well, it's kind of important to know how fast you're going. Yeah. Uh, so I went back to just check it, right? So I turned the key. Nothing. Nothing. Fucking nothing. And I was, at this point, I was fucking livid. <laughs> I was like, my car has been in the shop since 11 a.m. this morning. They've been working on this car for eight hours. And they didn't fix the original problem, and now there's a new problem. For those of you who don't know Quinn, he doesn't get mad very easily. He's a pretty easygoing guy. So, they fucked up big time. So, I get it towed back to the shop, and I fucking... Go back first thing in the morning. I left a message on the guy's machine so they'd start working on it as soon as I got there. And uh, he goes, oh, it's the it's the air pump. There's water in the air pump that's causing a short. And I was like, how the fuck does water get in an air pump? I have no idea. Uh, but uh, later that day, I got the car. Everything was running great. Cost me a lot of money. Yeah. It's fine. I'm glad I got the fuck out of Provo. Like, I love my cousins. I love my aunt and uncle. But it is what it is. I'm getting ready to drive home on Saturday morning. And my cousin, uh, my other cousin, she lives in Salt Lake City-ish, texts me and she goes, Hey, Jake has an extra ticket to the Utah game tomorrow if you're interested. And I was like, I don't got anywhere to be. <laughs> I don't have a job. I ain't got no job. I ain't got nowhere to be. So, um, my original plan was actually to get up early that morning to try and make it to your birthday. Yeah. Um, but after that, I was like, you know what? It's going to be a 10 hour drive. I'm going to get there like four ish in the afternoon. And you're going to be tired as fuck. Right. Yeah. So, I. Went to the Salt Lake City to Salt Lake City. Watched the Utah game. It was incredible, incredible atmosphere there in Salt Lake City. Great fans, great people. Got up early on Sunday morning. No one's on the road in Utah on Sunday morning. Pro tip: It's because they're Mormon. Um, and I fucking cruised. I got it made to Las Vegas by, uh, so I left. Salt Lake City, 4 a.m. Jesus Christ. Made it to uh, Las Vegas uh, at about 8.30 That's pretty good, dude. And got my oil changed in Las Vegas because I needed to get an oil change. And made it back home by like 1.32-ish. Went right to bed. Yep. Went right to bed. And you know what? As much as this trip was a hassle, so thankful. It was a great trip. No one got hurt. Everyone got home safe. Uh, I got to spend some time with my family, which was good. Got to eat a lot of good food. 
So that was the trip, man. It was an a trip. I was gonna say, it was probably a trip. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. But I'm not the only one that's been doing some traveling lately. You're right. Cause you've been doing some traveling lately. You're right again. Jake, uh, who were you recently on tour with? Are you talking about like this past couple days or like two weeks ago or like over the summer? Oh shit. Well, we already did over the summer. Okay. So we know who over the summer. Goo so who's, who was it two weeks ago? Another Goo Goo Dolls show. Uh, one in Virginia at okay. the Rotunda. And then we did another one like the next week in Vegas. Nice. It was all right. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and then I just did a five-day run with Lenny Kravitz. Lenny. Leonard. Did he play uh, America Woman? Of course. Stay away from me. Of course he did. Did he play? I want to get away. You mean fly away? I want to fly away. He did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else you got? Uh, that's all I got. He's got a hot daughter, though. Yeah. <laughs> how was it? How did you enjoy, uh, how, how's Lenny? How's Lenny? Leonard, uh, Leonard. I mean, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. But he's definitely a rock star. He's a rock star. Yeah. So he's, he's got, yeah. Like, oh, he's a movie star, too. He's a movie star. He's a rock star. He is D, all of the above. He went, he was in, uh, The Hunger Games. He was in The Hunger Games. Uh, did you have a good time? I did. It was where, super fun. Where where'd you go? So, the first the first show we did was in Miami, Florida, and that was it was pretty cool. It was a corporate show, so it was in like a ballroom in a hotel. Very cool. Um. Uh, holy dime pieces, Batman! Ooh, very distracting. That's all I'm gonna say. Not for you. Not for me. For but other for other guys, maybe. For everyone else on the crew, very distracting. Yeah. Like, so, one of the guys that is on the crew that I was with, his name's Tony, his job, one of his one of his jobs, is that whenever Lenny, because Lenny likes to run around with his mic stand, so when he runs around with his mic stand, he just kind of throws it, because he can, because he's Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. So, when he throws it, sometimes it doesn't stabilize back out and it falls over, so one of his gigs is to run out pick the mic stand up, put it back center stage so that when Lenny's ready, he can put his mic back in the stand. Yeah. Well, Lenny dropped the stand, and with that many tight dresses, guess who wasn't running Paying out? attention. Guess who no, wasn't paying no. attention. So he's just sitting there just fucking dog-eyed on whoever, whoever he was looking at. And the monitor engineer, Josh, turns around. He goes, Tony, Tony, the mic stand. And Tony goes, whoop. <laughs> And he runs out to the middle of the stage, puts it up, and runs back over. He was like, holy crap, dude. I was really distracted. Dude, it, it, that yeah. is hysterical. There was a lot of a lot of that going on in Miami. Was the stage manager wasn't uh, distracted, though, was he? Uh, I don't know. I didn't talk to the stage manager. Oh, all right. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably it was. Huh. Uh... Dude, that's sick. So yeah, first show in Miami. It was, it was a, uh, it was basically like a nightclub, but everyone was dressed in like really nice clothes. Right. So, speaking of nightclubs, the tradition with Lenny, the crew at least, is after the show, you drink Jack Daniels, and beer. With Lenny? No. Oh. Just with just with the the crew. Lenny goes off and does Lenny stuff. So. This is my first show ever with the Lenny crew, and I'm good friends with the monitor guy, Josh, and I'm good friends with Tony. And so we get into the production office, and Josh goes, here's to your first show with Lenny, man. Drops a, you know, like a little tiny glass of, of Jack in front of me in a, in a Stella. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Down the Jack, start drinking the Stella. He looks at the, the production manager. He goes, hey, his glass is empty. Pour him another one. So he pours me another shot and I drink another shot of Jack. Another one. Another one. Um, so I drink two shots of Jack and I drink two Stellas and I'm I'm a very I'm very much a lightweight when it comes to drinking. 
So I was pretty buzzed, like, pretty quick. And so we get back to the hotel, and I'm laughing, running into shit, just being in total dumb shit. And uh, I turn to Josh, who is not a lightweight, is very much a heavyweight. I go, hey, man, are we hanging out? And he goes, fuck yeah. He finds a bar, we go to the bar. I have, like, three more beers, you know. I'm (laughs) pretty toasted by this time, and I'm like, all right, cool. It's, like, midnight, probably time for us to go home. So we get in the lift. We get into a lift. Uh, I'm pretty drunk. Josh and Tony are like, meh, they're like a little above buzzed, you know? Still very coherent, but like you could tell that they've had some drinks. Sure. We get into the lift, and Josh turns to Tony and says, what are we doing? Are we going to the hotel, or are we going out? I'm giving you the option. And I look at Tony, totally, just totally fucked. And he looks at me, and he's like, Let's go to the hotel. And I went, yeah. And Josh says, all right, it's settled. We're going to a bar. <laughs> oh, man. So the Lyft driver drives us to this. It, it was called the Blackbird Ordinary. It was basically a nightclub. Mm. In Miami, the bars don't close at 1 or 1.30, whatever. They close in San Diego or anywhere else in the country. They close at 4 a.m. So it's like 1.45, 2 a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, exactly. And so, so we get into the bar and I'm like, man, I'm not drinking anything. And so Josh lines up three shots and three beers. And Tony turns to me. He's, Tony's the coolest guy ever. He turns to me and he says, I'll drink whatever you don't want to drink. And I'm like, all right. And so I down the shot and I pick up, I think it was a Heineken. I can't remember. I pick up whatever it was, and he looks at me, and he says, you make that take as long as you want. This is Tony again. He says, picked up, you picked up a little honey, huh? Picked up a honey, dude. He turns to me, and he says, make that take as long as you need to. And I turn to him and go, all right, because I'm fucked. I'm totally fucked. So I'm drinking the Heineken, and Tony runs over to me with his Heineken. He's like, dude, there's a dance club out back, and it's outside. And I'm like... Let's fucking go. So we run outside. Me and Tony are out there. Dude, I don't even know how long me and him danced to, like, the most shitty music. But, like, we didn't even care. We were dancing for, like, probably two hours. Yeah. Like, just, like, alone. Not even, like, trying to dance with other people. We were just out there just, like, just vibing and feeling it, you know? Yeah. And so we're in this, we're in this, like, weird nightclub thing. And I don't even know what time it is. I forgot... Looking, I didn't even look at my watch. I fucking finished the Heineken, finished a Corona, and I was totally fucking toasted. So, Josh gets to the point where he is, like, mumbling and, like, can't walk, doesn't know how to use his phone. Like, he's fucked up. And he's he puts his beer down, and he looks at me, and he just turns around and runs outside. Nice. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're leaving. So, I tap Tony, and I'm like, hey, I think we're leaving. And he's like, all right. So he finishes his beer. I finish my beer. We put him down in this, like, there was, like, one table in the middle. So we finish our beers. We run outside, and Josh is standing there, swaying back and forth, trying to figure out how to use the lift app. Nice. And Good. I'm like, holy shit, we're not going to get a ride because he can't figure it out. So I, like, he finally gets a ride, and he says something to me, but I don't know what he said because I couldn't understand it. So I just looked at his phone, looked for the name. And look for the type of car. All while, the whole time, I'm still, like, trashed. Like, in t- like smart. Yeah. yeah, super smart. Sounds like you guys were killing it. Yeah, we were killing it. And uh, we get the guy's name, and we get the kind of car, and I'm just, like, borderline middle of the road, just, like, staring at cars coming at me, just like, okay, would, that's Would you say it. that you were doing a, uh, a San Clemente? A little checkpoint action? A little, mm, good. Mm, kind of except it was more like it would pass and then my head would slowly turn after it to try to to try to find <laughs> what kind of car it was we finally get in the car we oh, i open all three doors and i fucking push josh in the front seat i get in the back seat tony falls in the back seat with me we close the doors and i say go to the hotel and the guy's like what hotel and i don't even remember what the fucking hotel is called i obviously we got there because i told him the right thing um and the whole time, Josh is, like, threatening to, like, beat the shit out of me and Tony because when he gets drunk, he gets really aggressive because he's, like, he's, like, a manly dude. Yeah. And so we get to the hotel. We somehow get out of the car. We get into the hotel. 
we're running or not running. We're like stumbling to the hotel or the elevator alleyway thing or whatever it's called. Me and Tony get into an elevator that's going up and Josh gets in another elevator that's going down. Nice. And I'm like, Josh, that one's going down. And he fucking flips me off and closes the elevator door and I didn't see him again the next morning. There you go. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it was quite the adventure in Miami. We got The trapped. 305. The 305. Mr. 305. Did you see Mr. Worldwide there? I did not. I wish I would have. Wow. But yeah, that's I- my that's my first night ever with Lenny Kravitz getting shit housed and then wandering the streets of Miami. Very cool. Yeah. So where else did you go? Then we went to San Francisco, much more mellow. Yeah. As you can, as you might imagine, it was pretty cold though. Hmm. Okay. Because we went from Miami, humid right. and hot, yeah. to like sure. overcast, m- mountaintop bay weather. Yeah. But it was really cool. San Francisco is a cool city. Went to the Tenderloin. Went to the Bay Bridge. Went to the Wharf. Went down to the Wharf. Ah uh, yeah, well yeah. Went down to the Wharf. Yeah. Uh, and then had a show, and then went home. Where'd you go? Where else did you go? Uh, you did five day, right? Yeah, it, but it, three of the days were in Miami. And two, got it. All right, cool. Three of the days were San Francisco. Very cool. Yeah, that was that trip, and I got back to yesterday. Nice. Yeah. And now you're here. And here we are. 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 Boom. Uh, very cool. So, a lot of traveling. Lots of traveling between the two of us. But let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the World Series. Ooh. Okay, so Jake was really pumped about this because he doesn't usually watch sports, but he was actually interested in this one. Yeah, dude. So, as you may or may not know, the Houston Astros defeated the Los Angeles Dodgers in seven games. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It took them all seven. So, uh, the World Series is a best-of-seven matchup. So, seven games is pretty exciting. Uh, the Dodgers took the first one. Then the I was Astros. Bummed. That was the one game I didn't see. I didn't see the first one, but I saw every other one. Yeah, so, game one, Dodgers. Next two, Astros. Game four, Dodgers. Game five, Dodgers. Astros. Oh, uh, no. Was it? Yes. Because game six... Was Dodgers? There they had that. There was a do or die. Right. And then Halloween night, the Astros absolutely dominated. Dude, they crushed the, the Dodgers. Dodgers. They fucking handed their asses to them on a silver plate. What was it like? Second inning, they got five runs. Uh, uh first inning they got two runs. Second there we inning go. they got three. They runs. had five runs yeah. by the second inning, and I was like, "Holy shit, they are not playing around." I was like passing out candy and watching it, so like I missed a lot of stuff. But uh, it was good shit from the Astros. Their first, their first ever World Series title. Good for them. Killing it. They used to have a great name. They used to be the Houston Colt Forty Five. Two Maybe Oh, they were the Colt Forty Five. Okay, I thought I was like, what's that? Yeah, they're the Houston Colt Forty Fives. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so the Astros, congratulations to them. Cause fuck the Dodgers. Ooh, hey. I got, I'm just kidding. An, I got, got an email from the Dodgers today. Fuck yeah. That was a fist bump. That would uh, be cool, dude. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've been emailing pretty much all the teams. Everyone. Trying yeah. to get something, so. For sure. Uh, World Series, congratulations, Astros. You guys did it. They're going to be killing it for the next three to seven years. Yeah. Uh, they got a good lineup. I mean, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to any of the... The hullabaloo. Yeah, the preseason, it was just all fucking... Yeah. I just uh, watched the World Series. So, yeah, they've got a good they got a good team, but more importantly, they're, like, set up to have success, even if some of their guys leave. Gotcha. So, good for them. Uh, Dodgers, same way. They're going to set up for success. They're spending a lot more money than the Astros right now. Astros are going to be spending some dollars in the next couple of years, though. You know what I'm saying? Some doll, doll Some bills, y'all. doll hairs, dude. Uh, do we have another thing to talk? Oh yeah, we we're gonna get a little bit liberal with it. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, last week, last week, three days ago, it was Sunday. Um, 
Yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah, I think it was Sunday. Unfortunately, a guy went on a rampage and killed 25 people, injured 20 more. Uh, so, obviously, thoughts and prayers go out to the families. I know that sounds silly, but we're a podcast. We're not politicians. Yeah. We don't have the ability to make change. I mean, we do, but it takes a lot longer. Uh, that being said, some politicians need to get kicked in the, kicked in the rear. I'd say kicked right in the nuts, dude. Uh, so, <clears throat> let me preface this by saying, if you have guns, like, that's fine. I don't think there's a need to have any semi-automatics at all. You mean automatic? No, semi-automatics. Automatics isn't, are already banned. Isn't semi-automatic just single pull, single fire? No, it's, uh, so semi-automatic is like, you can hold the trigger down, but it's like a... A burst? Yeah, not not a burst, it's, uh, it's just like a, there's a pause. You don't have to like, hit the trigger. Oh, okay. Semi-automatic is like... And that's just holding the trigger down? Right. Okay, I, I obviously don't know that much about guns. Uh, there's no reason to, um, hunt with a semi-automatic. I mean, if you do, it's just kind of like cheating it's cheating and it's redundant like if you fucking miss a shot you miss a shot dude you're not gonna make the next nine if you just hold it down because that fucking whatever you're hunting is um, probably already gone so i and you know um thank god that there was a guy there that did have a gun that was using it um to protect other people as it should be used um properly right so i i think that in a way, guns can be necessary, protection, you know, people like to go hunting, that's fine. However, there needs to be some sort of change. Like, yeah. If we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep seeing the same results. Right. Right? We're not going to... like, there was a guy that was with us on the Lenny, the last Lenny in San Francisco, he was telling us about his Class 3 arms license, and Tony says, well, what is class, like, what's, what's class three? And he goes, oh, automatic and silenced weapons. And we're just like, why? You're not, you're not in the military. You're not in the CIA. You're not an FBI agent. You're just a dude that has guns. Right. Why do you need an automatic rifle? And why do you need to use it silenced? Like, so you don't. On the, on the way home, me and Evan had a discussion about this. He said that he heard an interview where a gun enthusiast was being interviewed on NPR. So I don't know, something like that. And the guy says, so the uh, in Las Vegas, there was the big shooting, unfortunately. Again, right. Uh, where he used a bump stock to make a normally semi-automatic weapon fully automatic. And they were interviewing this guy and he said, yeah, the only use uh, or the only reason bump stocks exist is for a rush of adrenaline. They have no purpose people use them because it gives you a, like a rush of adrenaline. Right. And like if he's like if that was banned there wouldn't be any problem. Like I wouldn't have a problem. I love guns. I would not have a problem with that. You know, if skydiving was unsafe, like if people kept dying from skydiving, I understand people die from skydiving. But if there was like a legitimate like Eight in ten people die from skydiving. Right. Skydiving would be banned. Probably. In in most places it would be. Um, but for me, like, there just needs to be something done. And the biggest, uh, the, the biggest cause of death from guns right now is suicide. And assuming that, so here, there's a little backstory here. Uh, suicide... Uh, most people that try to commit suicide once and fail never try it again. Probably because they realize, holy shit, I almost just died. Right. The thing is with guns, when you bring guns into that equation, guns almost never fail with suicide. If you take the guns away, the suicide rate drops dramatically. Right. And of course... There is evidence of this. I'm not going to go into it right now. If you want to, um, Australia has had a 
extremely tight gun control since there's this town that just went on a rampage, like the Wild West. Like, it's insane. Uh, but uh, if you're interested in reading about that, go ahead, like, just do some research. Uh, Australia's suicide rate dropped dramatically after they collected guns from the people there. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to get rid of their guns. Because I know that people like guns. I know that that's part of America, what makes America great. Right to bear arms, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know... There's there a line. There's a line that right. needs to be drawn. And there needs to be more education. Like, people that uh, want and like guns should have to get, like, a do like a certification every year every year and like an extensive like training program like like some borderline like military training not like getting trained to be in the military but like that type you know where like you have to be submitted to a long period of time where you just learn about how to use a gun properly and not be a dickhead with it you know right and like they should also be subject to like uh, psychological evaluations and stress tests and background checks, fucking the whole nine. Like my, I have a buddy that's going to train to be an air traffic controller, right? Mm-hmm. And he has to go through stress background checks, uh, stress tests, and uh, they did like bio biological like evaluations of him. You don't need any of that to own a gun, but you need all of that to, to direct some planes. To direct planes. Uh, so, um, again, like, we're not going to say, like, everyone needs to turn in their guns. Because obviously, as in the situation that just happened, there are people out there that know how to properly use them and have, like, the proper certifications and papers and, like,. How to carry them properly so everyone knows, like, you know. Like, there are people out there that know how to properly use guns, right. but I feel like for every one of those, there's at least one that is the opposite. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we don't have that many listeners, so we're just imparting some sort of call, I mean, not really call to action at all, but we're just saying, you know what, something needs to happen. Yeah. And, you know, you talk to your congressman, whatever. We get, we got the vaping congressman because we're cool. Yeah, vape niche. Uh, but, yeah, man. Uh, getting a little liberal with it. It's fine. It happens. It happens. Shit happens. Shit happens. Um, but, yeah, I think we're about time to wrap up here. About that time. Uh, so, yeah, welcome, man. Welcome back. Appreciate it. Get we're used, back. Get used to the sound of his real voice. Sexy. That's what the ladies say. Uh, so we'll be back sometime next week. Jake's schedule's a little busy, so we'll, we'll figure out one episode a week, probably. Yeah, let's shoot for that. Um, and, you know, we'll be chilling. We're chilling. Just fucking chilling, dude. Uh, as always, this is the Full Irish Breakfast with Jake. Yeah. A uh, little, little eggs and bakey, side of tomato. Peace out, people.